0: You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is
1: essential that we conclusively... Sports.
2: That clock at four. Doncic,
0: the step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, oh. And even podcasts, whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
2: That intro could be for only one guy in this town. And he's a man that, he's a five-tool reporter. He does it all. podcast, Zoom, print, keynote, you name it. And Standing Room Only's owner, Ben Standick, <laughs> is there. So, my busy friend, how are you, uh,
1: Doctor? I'm doing well, doing well. The uh, you know snow's not gonna stop me from uh, doing what I got to do. So, all the good. Thanks for having me.
2: I know you got to be salivating for a man that's on the scene as a beat guy, reporter, columnist, journalist, whatever you want to call it, to have this much action going, and then hosting a podcast and writing columns. And also working for Mr. Mega himself, David Aldridge. Are you excited by this? And do you feel like you have a lean, if you will, in terms of who Adam Peters will select to be his head coach?
1: Uh well, certainly, you know, look, it's it's busy and, and that's it's but it's like the good kind of busy. You know, I'd much rather try to figure out like the new coach, what's going to happen in the draft. Then, you know, checking in on the oversight committee, you know, like we yeah. did the last couple of years. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, so this is a good type, type of, of busy. And yeah, I mean, look, it's exciting. This is like, you know, spring. I mean, every, every off season is sort of like the NFL's version of spring training. I, I guess maybe it's more like yeah. training camp. But in terms of like the 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 notion of potential, possibility, of hope, of joy, all, all of that is happening here for the first time in forever because even before when they would hire new people, it was always the, Oh, but there's this certain drag on the situation. You know, it's only going to go so far and now that's all gone. It doesn't mean they're going to figure this out and get everything on the right path, but now there's at least hope that they can. And the people in the room who are making these calls seems like uh, reasonable minded adults, including um, Adam Peters, A- as far as like what he's looking for in the coach you know, we we asked him the other day at his press conference, you know, is it an offensive guy or a defensive guy? And, you know, I think wisely he said, hey, we're looking for the right person, regardless of which side of the ball, somebody to be a leader, a manager of these players. Is that Ben Johnson, the offensive coordinator for the Lions? I, I think it's a reasonable question to ask, even if people are excited about his potential because of what he's done with that Lions offense the last couple of years. As, as you well know, you know, some guys can be – a great uh, offensive mind, like Joe Gibbs certainly was, but it was more than just that that put your you know your teams uh, over over the top, and that's what they're going to have to sort through. Is it a, is Ben Johnson have the goods? Are they better off going on the defensive side for like yeah, like a Raheem Morris or a Mike McDonald in Baltimore? So I, I think Ben Johnson would be the one I would say is the leader, and maybe he's leading by a, a decent amount, but we'll see. Other teams also want him, and it's no foregone conclusion in my head, at least, that he comes here, even if he seems to be the guy that everybody's talking about.
2: It does. Ben Standing, standing room only, and, of course, a guy who is a a prominent figure on the athletic part of the NFL, and he does hoops, he does it all. I think that Mike McDonald might be baby Belichick because his schemes, he's the only guy that I. Not, not, I'm sure there might be another one I have not put Sheehan-type hours into that. <laughs> that has shut down McVay and Shanahan's offense. He's been the lixer, if you will, or the antibody towards it. It's killed everybody else. This guy has a he's, – hes he, to me, is interesting, but he hadn't been a head coach. I don't want to experiment. I want to reduce my – percentage of failure that's why I like and Raheem has really come more and more into my presence I know Dan Quinn has done all of it as well call me shallow but I could never I did the cowboy thing I, I just I'm too immature <laughs> to get over it. and so I just I, I it's almost like Michigan hiring a Buckeye it's just not going to happen. And I know that's childish, but I'll wear that with honor.
1: Yeah, I, no, I, 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 I like, I, yeah. I, well, I, just, I, was, I was hoping Dan Quinn would be a, you know, not that you're not that you're making a hire to sell that notion to the fan base, but it was pretty rough one after what happened in the, in their last game on top of what you're talking about from people who share your level of, uh, of thinking, um, but I think you make a, a, a really fascinating point. You know, when this coaching stuff started, you know, we kind of had a feeling where this was going during the season. The, the main names were all mostly these unproven guys, the Ben Johnsons of the world, uh, Mike McDonald, you know, Bobby Slowick with Houston, guys like that who are younger. Like him Maybe too. they're the next, who you know, McDaniel, McVay, whatever. whatever. But it, it's more unknown. But the thing is that, like, since the season's ended – Belichick entered the fray. Jim Harbaugh, Mike Vrabel. There, you've got more veterans. So there really are two camps. I don't get any sense that Washington is looking at Belichick or Harbaugh. I do wonder about Vrabel. And to your point, there's less uncertainty there because he's done this. He's also a guy that is young enough that he could be around for the next, you know, ten to twenty years if things go super well. I know that's insane to think that far ahead for this franchise, but you know, th- if you're going to make these decisions, but the real gem could be these you know, non-head, you know, these guys who have not been a head coach yet, the McDonald's, the, the Johnsons, but it's a bigger risk. And I think that is what, the, you know, what is fascinating about a decision like this, to see how Harris and Peters
2: uh, think about it. You people say, well, what's the difference? You got to deal with Ben Standick now um, full-time. It's it Now, if you've already done it, like Raheem's done it twice, they've already had their apprenticeship, somebody else paid for and paid the price for it. I'm paying for that experience. I don't care how good a job, and I like Ben a lot. The only negative, and it's not his fault. He did it with a number one draft pick, a guy who's already been to a Super Bowl. It's not like he resurrected the dead like what happened down in Houston where they're working with an Ohio State quarterback, and they got him balling out. I put a higher, much higher value on if you got to fix the hardest position as opposed to if you had Mahomes. Now, I think Mahomes benefited from having a veteran, a guy that was not an egomaniac that helped, aided him through like a Jacoby Brissett did here with Howell. Well, suppose Jacoby was doing that with a higher talent. Let's say we got a guy at the end of the first or second round and you had Jacoby. So there's a lot of ways to put this. I want a guy that's already done a schedule. I want my guy that already has hired coaches. I don't want him cutting his teeth on anything mm-hmm. new other than his GPS. And thinks of
1: Ben Johnson versus one of these experienced coaches, what have you. Um, you know, it, it's new. It's, you got to, you know, it, it is all a different – uh, not the same thing as being a head coach. You know, Adam Peters going from assistant GM to GM. Sure, you are at the top of the food chain. It is on you. But it's he's basically been doing the job except He was sitting in the second chair, not the first chair. This is a completely different job. You know, Ron Rivera talked about this a little bit, and sort of in his final days about how he said he didn't realize to the extent of how much work he was a coach-centric thing. And that's a guy who was in the league for 13 years. So whether you or, or you know he was I guess it was 10 years at the time, nine years as a head coach when he took the job. So if you believe that aspect of it, it, it can be eye opening when you have to take on different responsibilities than what it was you were doing before. And that's that's the part here is, you know, are they up to the task? I mean, some guys, you know, Sean McVay, no problem. You know, Mike McDaniel has helped turn Miami around pretty quick, and and he had. You know, he didn't have that type of experience. But, um, you know, Arthur Smith goes from being an OC in Tennessee to head coach in Atlanta, and it doesn't work out after three years. And this happens all the time. And that's – it's such an inexact science that we spend so much time thinking about and assuming that the people in charge should get this 100% all the time. It's not easy. But what is your process to get there? That, to me, again, is why – I would be excited as a fan because I feel like this process is going to be smart, reasonable and thorough as opposed to things that have happened over the last 20 years.
2: Keepers, is there are there your top 5 keepers? You know we've been we've heard and we all smiled when he said um, that they had some I think he called it cornerstone
1: cornerstone
2: players. yeah. And the funniest thing has been you can't ask 10 people to give you five cornerstones and those be the same five guys.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, I think that, you know, we, the perception of a lot of players that we had at the beginning of the season um, has has changed in some ways and not necessarily for the best after this, you know, four win season, they traded away two guys that would have probably been on the lease. Certainly at least Montez sweat, if not both he and Chase Young, um, you know, look, I think Terry McLaurin, for all the reasons that you would stay, um, you know, obviously a very good player, excellent in the locker room, community leader, things like that. You know, he's clearly won. You've paid John Allen and Deron Payne. Uh, I think there's a world where John Allen's future should be up in the air here in, in the sense that he's at, he's at a point with his contract where he either draft to probably renegotiate or uh, look to move on. And then after those three guys, it is, you know, it's, it's mostly well, I think, you know, Jahan Dotson certainly looks better in year one than year two, so you know what you know. Can new coaches get him turned around? You know, Emmanuel Forbes obviously the rookie year did not go the way anybody wanted. Does a new coaching staff turn him into more of a building block that you you know you're imagining you're getting at 16? I think Sam Cosme probably is getting closer to that. He had a really good year, but it's only the one year at guard. You know what happens next year? Plus, he's entering the final year of his contract. So you know, there's not you're right. There's not a ton of guys. We are going, wow, this is the piece that they have. I also think that's what makes this such an exciting, interesting job because the new people in charge are not stuck with a lot of bad contracts or guys who are here, but maybe they, you know, like they're not your people. They're going to have a real opportunity to fill this roster in however they want. But, yeah, there's not a ton to work with. Some cornerstones, but not a lot.
2: Well, Denton and I were arm wrestling over this. And Denton, he may not want to go public with it, but – That's my thing about Cornerstone. Really? And that's the part where I thought was a little tough. It is cool. We have really good players. We got some good players. I think if I look at this and I'm the guy in charge of numbers, all I care about is did I get fair trade on my investment? If I'm paying you over $20 million a year, I have to be able to scale that and say, did I get my money's worth or did I get ripped off? What are you required for $20 million? Or as the kids say, the bag. Okay, you want the bag? I ain't got no problem giving it to you. But what do I get? That's what I never understood about this group. Ask for whatever you want. I'm not mad at you. You don't play that long in this. It's short term. But I think it's fair for me to be able to say, okay, what do I get? And Slim, I don't know what anybody would have wrote on the paper, put it in an envelope. I don't think anybody accomplished what they would have set out for.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, look, I, you know, like even for McLaurin, who obviously I think is a good player, and you know, like his entire career here has probably been hampered by some limitations at quarterback but it literally took him until the last two minutes of the season to get to a thousand yards, which while I, what is a thousand
2: yard? Will you explain well, something to me? <laughs> uh, when I got I in the league, say, it like, was 14 a, games. What the hell is a thousand yards? If you got 30 games, right? Right. Exactly. I mean, we're, I it, it's stop this like, stuff. That's embarrassing. I, no, it's embarrassing. I, 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 I
1: agree. Um, Like Averaging like 60 yards a game, give or take, is what we're talking about here. But anyway, the the point is it's sort of a considered milestone, and even that.
2: Ain't no damn milestone. Jim Brown got 1,000 yards in 12 games, and these people are still kissing people's behind that got it in 14, 16, and now 18 or 17 games. Come on, man. At what point? Don't just repeat crap because you hear it, it shows your ignorance that you would repeat something that has no relevance. Oh, you almost got a 1,000. You should have your ass kicked if you're making big money and you don't get 1,000 yards as a receiver or a running back, even though you're right. dependent upon a quarterback and a line and a schemer. I get it. But you ask for the money. Ain't nobody coming in there light when you asking for the money. You got the money, and I'm just saying – we get ripped off way too much, just straight up. Uh,
1: you know, I mean, this is the thing. Like, you know, when, when when there's this question of did Ron Rivera leave this team better than he found it? You know, there were points earlier in the <laughs> in his time where you had when all these younger guys, the, the the three who are still here, Sweat, uh, Chase Young, even like a Jamin Davis and others, were all potential. What would happen? And for the most part, as you're you know right, I think that as of this minute all of their stocks have gone a little bit backwards, at least. Now, again, I'm not saying, like, McCorn is backwards, but, like, the production wasn't there for the money, like you're saying, the, the investment. And they got to figure out how to get better at that. And then the same thing with the defensive line. Like, they have two holes at the defensive end. Okay, fine. But the real question is, what are they getting out of the tackles? Because if the tackles play at a level of a Pro Bowl level, which I don't think either one did last year, then you can get more out of your ends, even if they're not guys you pick in the first round. But if you're not getting all that from your tackles, now you're really going to have to make bigger investments in the end, um, you know, because they're not getting the benefit. Um, you know, other players aren't getting the benefit of what you're paying the two guys in the middle. And this is, you know, part of the issue. But uh, like, I think for me the biggest uh, sort of broad roster thing is what's the plan? I'm not saying they're going to tell us, but I need to know that they have a plan. Whereas here for the last four years it just felt like, well, this one time there was a plan – but then the circumstances, and then they went to a different plan, and there was nothing steady or straight. And it leads to, I think, to some degree why we're here right now coming off a of 4-13 season and having a lot of questions about, you know, how does the team get better quickly?
2: Well, Ben Stanley, courtesy of the Get BetQL guest hotline, Be Smarter. Beat the books. Download the BetQL app today or visit BetQL.com. Brother, we appreciate your knowledge uh, there's no real answers, but we do have to pose the questions and all I'm saying, and I love our guys, Wait, they play hard, they're talented, but I just think the negotiations we got taken on negotiations, because you gotta be very clear. That's why I like incentive clauses. I don't mind paying you for production. What I'm not what I can't afford to do is have three or four players that I'm overpaying and that are underproducing. Now Denton Day, you seem to agree with, and you disagree with me. Well, I don't, we'll I don't, I don't
0: disagree with you, but okay. Ben, you were mentioning the, the defensive end positions. What do you anticipate that the team is going to do in terms of allocating money? Like, there's a couple guys I, I, am at least intrigued by Brian Burns if he if he hits free agency. I just don't know what his price tag <laughs> is going to be. Do you think they're going to drop a lot of money on two guys? they looking for one guy and then maybe supplement the other one through the draft. Or what do you think the approach is going to be there?
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, I think at this point it would be a lie. I'd be lying if I gave you any real thought because I have no idea until we know the coach and get even a little more sense of what, what Peter what is all about. But Not just in terms of like what type of players, what's the timeline? Like, I don't, again, I'm not suggesting this is another process under Josh Harris, but if you go for a Brian Burns, just for argument's sake, and say you give him like a four or five year deal, how many years into that deal before you feel you're a real contender? If it's more than even one, perhaps, maybe that deal all of a sudden doesn't look as good because we all know these four and five year deals. The back end of that is often like you, know, you shave a year off before the player's contract gets out of whack. So that's the thing is like, what, where are they looking? You know, how quick are they looking to turn this thing around? The good thing is with the five draft picks in the top three rounds, you know, you could in theory get a quarterback, an offensive tackle, a defensive end, a cornerback, and let's just say a tight end. It doesn't mean they're all going to be starters or or studs, but it does mean you can address a lot of these areas quickly and then go from there. So it's an interesting determination. You know, if I I were to guess, I would guess a free agent who is somebody who is younger and on the rise, I think, versus somebody who's already shown they've done a ton and they're going to get paid a a lot of money, and that money may not take go to waste, but it may not be for a team that's contending for a year or two.
2: Yeah, the pivotal positions... Of influence, quarterback, left tackle, edge rusher, cover corner. You could very well be 0 for four.
1: Yeah, that's I mean cool. they don't have they realistically this is a part of the problem when we talk about how much money they have or assets. They yeah. need all the main positions, right? I mean that's the that's the rub. You know, sometimes you look at other teams, you know, like the Atlanta Falcons, for example. You know, they're, you know they're, they're making a change. But they've got a really good defense, based, you know, at least based on what they did this year. They've got weapons on offense. Their offensive line is one of the better ones in the league, but yep. they don't have a quarterback. So, right. like, they have things to do, but not a lot. Washington, they, they've got to find not just the quarterback, but like you just said, all the core position pieces they kind of don't have right now. That is it's ex- going to be expensive if <laughs> you go through free agency to try to find those pieces.
2: Yeah, Ben Standing, um, as Coach Thompson would say, you are simply one of the best. Thank you for sharing your knowledge with us here on the Coach Sheehan Show.
1: Doc, and Dent always appreciate it, guys. Have a good weekend.
2: You got it, man. Denton Day, starting controversy, doing what you do, man. You're a troublemaker. Want to light it up? Uh, Curtis, you've been fantastic. We promise you're up first when we come back courtesy of the Ace Law Listener Line, 301-230-0980. Whether you agree or disagree with uh, Ben Standing, I'm sure you got something to say about Denton Day. Join us. We'll be right back.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on What's in Your Podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive.